space, the final frontier. These are the voyages of the starship Enterprise. It's five-year mission to explore strange new worlds, to seek out new life, a new civilization, to boldly go where no man has gone before. Greetings, salutations, and welcome to Retrek. I'm Captain Jim. With me, of course, is Admiral Elliot. Hi there. And Dr. Squee. Ahoy, hoy. And this week, we are talking about... We've got new Star Trek again, guys. We had, what, a couple of dodgy weeks there where there were no new Star Trek. Oh, um, it was starting to get withdrawal. It's about time. Absolutely, you know. Um, so, yeah, we've got new Star Trek, and it's the first episode of Lower Decks, the new season, and then... As we always do, we tried to find a bit of a thematic link with Lower Decks, and we couldn't really find one until well, Elliot we had... Could. We could find them, because like, there's loads of movie references, but we've done the movies. Yeah. And then we made the mistake, because it was a bank holiday weekend last week, so we went out drinking on Friday night. Yep. And that's when we decided, while well, we were really drunk, that justice would be a good idea. Yeah, because it has a, a link to the trial. I was wondering what led to this chicanery <laughs> with watching Justice being drunk. That's the only reason why you at the time put yourself through watching this. At the time, it made sense. Justice for Captain Freeman. Justice. Yeah. That was that was as far as we got, but it seemed like a big revelation at the sense. time. So, either Mind way... You, you were drunk, justice. so you were just thinking of all the scantily clad people on the episode, weren't you? I forgot <laughs> about them, points. to be honest. But, I mean, yeah, we'll talk about them. Um, but should we talk about Lower Decks, first of all, then? So, yeah, Lower Decks is back. Lower Decks, I think, other than I, Strange I, New Worlds, is probably the one most people are happy with out of the new tracks. Yeah, I'm, I'm not happy with Paramount+. Plus. Because Lower Decks isn't on Paramount Plus for us in the UK. No, it's not. That's weird. Like, I know for lots of people it's great because it's still available on Amazon. But I paid for my subscription for Paramount Plus. Sheer Worlds was all delayed. Didn't drop it straight away. So I was behind. Now I haven't got Lower Decks. So potentially I'm looking at maybe four months before I'll actually get some new <laughs> on the service I've signed up for for new Trek. It's true. And also... Well, as you can hear, Willow isn't happy about it. No, nor should she be. And, and finally, she uh, proves my uh, new titles right with a spontaneous appearance. Exactly. There you go. She, she's not going to do it on cue the week when you expect her to. <laughs> no. She's not a performing monkey. It's not spontaneous Come. then. But while we're on Although, the subject of Paramount Plus, sorry, Dr. Squee, I know you're a big Cheers fan. Mm. Now, you might be able to answer this question. Did they decide to digitally remaster some of it, but not all of it? Because we've got to season four, and suddenly the picture quality has just dropped into the toilet. And it's like they thought, we'll do the first three seasons, then you know what, the rest of it can just fend for itself. I think what happened was the first three seasons when they came out on DVD had loads of extras and things with them, and then suddenly you went to just the episodes, I think, due to sales. So probably if they were cutting back on that, they also cut back on uh, high-resing them. That's that's my best guess. So that's another another strike against Paramount. 
Although I just like to add yeah. to what you were saying about uh, lower decks. I don't think that that universally, like I mean, I love it, but it's like I think there's a lot of Trek purists who kind of don't like the fact that it's more adult and Maybe. stuff like that. I have heard yeah. that, read that online a little bit. Mm. I mean, but yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm enjoying it, and I felt this was a good, a good really start like to the new season. So like, let's have a yeah. look at this one then, grounded, and. I have to say, because we're in the third season now, I've kind of got used to the way Lower Decks does things. And this episode starts with a news report and there's a little news ticker at the bottom of the screen. And I missed everything that was going on because I was just trying to... I thought there's going to be so many Easter eggs in this little news thing running along the bottom that I just couldn't concentrate on what the people were actually saying in the scene. So I was reading about the youngest ever Zapdon champion of Stratagema and you know, all this stuff. And it's very lower decks, but yeah, a bit distracting, a bit distracting. <laughs> That's why you need to watch it at least three times to get every reference in lower decks. I think so, yeah. And yeah, Mariner's not happy about it and she's throwing things and destroying the apartment. It was nice to see Mariner's dad though, because we, we very rarely see him. I think... This is the first time we've seen him in the flesh, if you like, possibly, because he's always just been on a view screen, hasn't he? And it, it was nice yeah. to sort of see the dynamic she's got with her dad when we've seen it with her mum repeatedly. The last one of the... Because I watched back the last one of last series because you know, I was trying to remember how mm. it went down with the Pac-Led thing. I think he's in that one. Oh, is he? See, I, I'll hold my hands up. Yeah. I wasn't sure, but um, yeah, it's certainly the the most we've seen him. Then we'll say, and I thought yeah. that was all good fun. I like that he likes the Golden Gate Bridge. That was good. <laughs> yeah. Oh. I, I love the fact that she called it as well. It's like, uh, why do we even need a bridge? No one drives anymore. Like people like the bridge. I like the bridge. <laughs> she was the lovely little character. Beat. I think if I'm not wrong, is there not loads of solar panels on the bridge where? where it used uh, to function as a bridge, so now it's used well, to generate well, power. Well, that's what cars. Yeah. Or, or, or at least it looked like it was solar panels. Yeah, it did, didn't <laughs> it? So... I just assume people walked on it now. Yeah, well, yeah, I suppose you could sense. walk on the solar panel, but it'd probably burn your feet or whatever. Not on the solar panels, on the bridge. Oh. Well, the bridge is a solar panel. Oh, that's why yeah, I, I didn't know. Cards, it looks like I didn't know it was panel. all solar panels. Maybe they left the walkway. I don't know. Well, the thing is, what am I? I'm a podcaster, not an engineer. Damn it! The reason that the bridge can't be used is because of all that stuff that kicked off in the Planet of the Apes on it. You know, it's been out of whack since then, really. <laughs> so you know, what do you want? Um, we get this where they keep saying trust in the system and that, that goes throughout the episode and obviously that pays off at the end. Um, I just Can we just go back to Bridge? And I think it's quite nice this with Star Trek that the Golden Gate Bridge is still there because you watch so many blockbuster sci-fi mm. and that. And because it, it's an iconic landmark, it's one that always gets destroyed. That's true. And Star Trek have just gone, no. We like the Golden Gate Bridge. It doesn't get destroyed ever. True. <laughs> Even the Zindi missed it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, by quite a way, they attacked Florida. 
<laughs> oh yeah, yeah, okay. I, I just uh, I did enjoy the fact that when Admiral Elliot there said it's like, um, oh, can we just get back to the bridge? I was thinking we haven't done anything on the bridge of a ship yet. It's like, oh no, no, no the bridge, bridge. <laughs> genuinely got confused for a second. We're getting there. We're getting there. And then <laughs> as we get reintroduced to the characters, then it is just like callback city. So we've got Boimler who's working on a vineyard, which is obviously very Picard and. He seems to be a very popular young man on this vineyard as well, which... Um... Yeah, and has no idea. <laughs> yeah, bless him. Actually, ironically, it was the same thing I was thinking when I saw Wesley in that kind of... Which we'll get to, obviously, but, you know, when, when the girl kind of, like, um, comes up to him, he's, he gets all stormy. He's like, he's wasted on the wrong people. It's the same yeah. thing here with Boiler. Got all these women throwing themselves at him <laughs> on his raisin raisin vineyard. His raisin, yeah. All we do is yeah. dry grapes. <laughs> and then the rest classic of them. Classic thing of showing a kind of like um, a, a classic kind of setup. So you know we're used to seeing Picard in a few things now at the vineyard, kind of slowly picking up a grape, like just in shadow and everything. And they set up Boiler perfectly just to get a fly fly in his mouth. Mm. It's great. It's the detail they go into, which I find just genius of Lowe's. Yeah, it did make me wonder as well if Boimler dyes his hair with grape juice. Oh. Well, we do find out that he dyes his hair. Exactly, yeah, and it's the same colour, so mm. I, I'm wondering if we're meant to headcanon that, that he uses his family's vineyard to dye his hair. Oh, that'd be nice. But like then that. over in uh, with um, Tendi and Rutherford, we're in Cisco's restaurant, which we talked about extensively last week. So I always like it when we get a bit of DS9 love. Like, there's been a lot of callbacks to TNG, TOS, and it's nice when you get a bit of DS9. So I'm glad to see that oh. Joseph Cisco's restaurant's still going strong. Yeah, I, I would. I, I mean, the only thing. Look, it was a very tightly packed episode, so I can see why they didn't. But I would like to just just see him walking past in the background, Joe Cisco, or kind of like some little reference if they're yeah, playing it, that the character's dead as well. It would have been nice to just have a still be al- he'd probably still be alive. Wouldn't he? This isn't long after DS Nine finished, and he was still yeah, it's going. Not, it's not long after, and the way that they live, like by now. No reason for him not to still yeah, be going. Could yeah, could well still be well, alive. I mean, he, he had a medical like, condition, but it's like, it's one of those things. It's like, sometimes when a, an actor dies, they do kill off the character. So, you know, whichever way yeah. they were going to play, though, it would have been nice to have a little reference to him. I think just having like, walking past the, the dice, Well, it, how they could have done it is them ordering something off the menu and getting, no, you will have... <laughs> the <Yeah>. souffle. <laughs> And yeah, so really nice to see the restaurant. Uh, Ketracel white hot sauce as well was a nice touch. <laughs> and I spotted it before it had a close-up. I thought, oh, I've done really well here. I've spotted an Easter egg. And I was going to message you guys saying, look at the bottle in the thing. And then it did a close-up to it. And I'm like, oh, I thought I'd be really <laughs> clever spotting that. But never mind. Yeah, we're messaging you back going, but James, they're closing up on it. So, yeah, I sent the message before. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> And Rutherford and Boimler are dressed as Wesley and Jake. They're wearing the same outfits. So I think Boimler's wearing Wesley's outfit from the last time you see Wesley in TNG. Is it Journey's End? Uh, where he goes off with the Traveller and everything. And Rutherford's wearing one of Jake's outfits from the later seasons of DS9. So I thought that was a nice touch as well. I was trying to work out where that bloody 80s jumper was from. Thank you. Yeah, that was yeah. it. And, and then 
the plan is let's go use the emergency transporter and they're going to knock the guy out but it turns out it's this lovely old guy who's got stories for him and everything I thought that was good fun as well and it's one also, of these I, go on sorry no no I just I know this would be Elliot in this future you would be the one who collected all the uh, different transporters what, what was he called himself the um... it was like a buffer buff or something buffer buff that was it. a genius <laughs> phrase it's I, surely the model oh, maker of that time <laughs> yeah so I really like that guy and all the stuff with him and ultimately the trail leads us to Montana and this is where it goes all out first contact like I love how they bring the music in and they've got the statue and the way the I point- just like that they've made it, made it into a um, a theme park <laughs> yeah I, and I really just, like the idea that there's theme parks of historical events. Yeah, I do. I mean, I've been telling Chloe for years, like, we are going to Montana on first contact day. And she she, she said, you're a little bit depressing. She said, like, well, if you're well enough to fly. And I'm like, come on, I'll only be 82. What's the problem? I'll be fine. I'm, <laughs> I'm going. I'm going to Montana. And I just hope that there's a little slide there now that's shaped like the Vulcan ship and uh, <laughs> they've got the bar that only plays one song and everything. Yeah, that was a nice little touch. And it's just great where they find these kind of logical ways of getting cameos in, like to have the voice of uh, James Cromwell yeah. at the beginning of it, where they, they go in. That, that's wonderful. And it's, it's one of these, it almost... It almost makes sense that, yeah, they'd have a replica of the the um, Phoenix giving you a ride, so that's where they can steal a ship. And, you know, so the, there is almost I a do logic like the, I, that. I do like the idea that in the future, fairground rides are actually good to be spaceships. Yeah. That really appeals to me. Now, come on, Disney. What are, you <laughs> waiting, what are we waiting for? Well, they did try it with um, Star Wars with the, you know, apparently Star Wars land very popular, but the hotel where you can't see out the window because they want to make it authentic. Lots of people have said how claustrophobic it is. So be careful what you wish. Yeah, that did not do well, did it? Like I saw. um... Uh, We've stayed in easy hotels. We know what small claustrophobic hotels. We know windows. (laughs) Easy hotel where you have to pay an extra fiver for a window. No, it was £10 for a window. £10 for a window. £5 if you wanted the telly to switch on. Yeah. (laughs) Whereas in Star Wars Land, you pay a lot more for a lot less. Well, that was it. There was a big article that said, like, here's the real reason that the Star Wars Hotel failed. It's like, I could tell you without doing a study of it. It's out, you know... 600 quid a night or whatever that's why it failed mate it would not yeah. to do with the theme or anything yeah whereas this version is a lot better you get to fly the starship up yourself that's better I like yeah that. i like this and i like the kid who gets in he's like well you've got to make a five if you're a solo rider <laughs> and come on kevin come on you can do it he's talking himself up and doing yeah, this he only like, does. Yeah, you imagine he's waiting years to get up the confidence this doesn't go Loads off of therapy off, just to get it? to this moment yeah <laughs> It only goes to warp one, which again makes sense because that was all the real Phoenix did. So, yeah, little little details. Um, and yeah, the whole thing is we're going to find Boimler's logs and that'll prove everything. And it's a bit. Yeah, because he's really thorough and he mimics what yeah. the officers do. He puts their logs into his logs. 
I know it's a comedy, so, you know, you've got to give a little bit more leeway for the plotting and stuff, but it's very, very thin, is that? Like, okay, so their logs have disappeared, but Boimler's hasn't, and, you know, it's... Yeah, yeah but I, no, no, I'll give them, I'll give them that one, because Boimler is the anal retentive guy who would keep his own separate set of logs, and why would they think to look in his personal true, file? true. Yeah, go Although on. he would get a lot of crap from from Starfleet for recording all that much detail in a fairly open log. Yeah, and he does go into a lot of detail, doesn't he? Where he's like, I heard him say my name. Well, he might have said Boyles, but you know. Yeah, I was in oh. trouble again for sniffing the captain's chair. Yeah, was Against the kicker. That's why I love it. Someone nearly found my purple hair dye. No one will ever know my real hair colour. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. yeah, it is rather wonderful. And then it ends up with Mariner stealing the ship. So we, we yeah, it's not quite Star Trek three stealing someone stealing the Enterprise, but it's good fun. And yeah, obviously they end up getting caught. And I love how Tendy's like, no, no, we'll say it's a science experiment, and the guys actually buy it, which is a great punchline <laughs> yeah. to it all. Oh, yeah, well, of course you're doing exactly- that. It's a hapless guard. It's like, um, yeah, it's like, what are you guys up to? Uh, it's a science experiment. Well, it's nice to see kids doing something like this, you know, and then they... it is very nicely queued up. I do like that. Yeah. And it turns out, of like... course, that Freeman did trust in the system and she did get off. And it's great to imagine that there's been a conventional episode of Star Trek going on while we've been following these characters. There's been a classic Star Trek courtroom where someone comes in with the evidence right at the end and all of that. Yeah, there's there's been, no there's to been do a that, you know, right at the end of the episode, this is what's happening. <laughs> yeah, we get, like, um, Captain Morgan Bateson going back to Cheers again, Kelsey Grammer. Yeah. Um, so I mean, he's a captain now and he goes on secret missions and he's got Tuvok with him and all this stuff. He was already a captain, wasn't he? Well, he was, but I mean, sorry, he's a, yeah. he's a captain still. He's he's readjusting yeah. to the 24th yeah, century. Yeah. I was going to say, did you court-martial him or something, Jim? I didn't personally, but, you know, he did lose a ship for, like, nearly 100 years. So, you know, maybe he needs a court-martial. I did. I know. I just love... Um, Lower Decks never miss an excuse to just cram in some extra references. So it was like, Captain Bateman, and then there was Tuvok, and yeah. then there was this guy. He, yeah. you remember. <laughs> I, I, I love all that. And it's like, and like you say, it's just that whole idea of uh, it's classic Lower Decks to have a whole other kind of yeah. standard Star Trek episode happen while we were following them just on their jolly japes through the uh, through the universe. And also, it means that nothing they did mattered for anything as no, well. No, that's <laughs> like, it. There was no, no point. They, <laughs> apart from the yeah. help um, that space species made. They did, that's true. They, they got a win there, so... Yeah. I like but it's, the... it's like it's, I, I love the fact that any other show you'd be really annoyed that they did an episode which just didn't matter for anything, whereas Lower Decks, it's perfect. Yeah, well, it's to be expected, <laughs> yeah. if nothing else, you know. Um, I like that they're, they're obviously setting up what's probably going to be an arc this season, which is right... Now Mariner's on report with Ransom, so that's going to be a bit of a different dynamic to what we've had. Well, we've had this almost Willow Walk, this sort of look. Mm. 
love thing going on, haven't we? This attraction with them. Yeah, there's been a bit of that. So and, and like Captain Freeman doesn't know about this, so she actually put a daughter with someone who that she probably shouldn't have put her with. Mm, probably. I, I I think her thinking is well, he'll be able to get rid of her, whereas I can't, sort of thing. But. I was also thinking that a he's probably got a reputation. He seems like someone who just hit uh, hit after every everyone, mm. and she knows that Mariner would not, you know, succumb so easily. Let's just say. Maybe. Yeah, but she probably doesn't know. Yeah, but she won't know that Mariner actually fancies him already. That there's this well, that's, yeah. mutual attraction there between them. But, but that's what I'm guessing is her her like thought ways is that that he'll hit on her. Don't worry, she'll like men, make mincemeat of him in you know very quick order as she does with anyone else not mm. suspecting well it'll be interesting to see where it goes so yeah i thought this was a good opening to the season really good it fun, was. as you expect um and it i like that the payoff to all the pack led stuff was all oh, the pack leds did it themselves like last season we had all sorts of conspiracy theories about klingons and all sorts but um well yeah, it was it was like looking like that, wasn't it? The Klingons had done it. And, yeah. And, it, and you even have at the end where Mariner's trying to nick the ship because Boimler's uh, logs are rubbish. She's trying to nick the ship to go find the Klingons who framed her. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah, but it's all just... No, none of that. It was just the Packlands so, being stupid yeah, again. Yeah, Packlands blew up big city. Big, strong it city. In a classic Samaritan snare was my favourite yes. bit. Just, yeah. <laughs> again, just let's just throw in another deep cuts reference right there. Yeah. It is uh, the idea that yeah we'll blow up our capital city and make a, a massive hole in our planet, so the Federation will rehouse us to a better planet. And they still I like might to think do. also. I also like to think Samaritan Snare was the name of the TED talk that George LaForge gave at Starfleet <laughs> all about the, the incident. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I do like that. Uh, the titles of the old shows are actually how these things are now re referred to. Yeah, that yeah. is cool. Yeah, the episode names are like, oh, that's what we call that time when that happened. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty cool. Well, again, like the TED Talk slash uh, Starfleet briefings, they, they've got to call them something. Yeah. So, yeah, really good opening to the season. I'm glad Lower Decks is back. I'm glad we've got new Star Trek on telly again. And we'll see yeah, where we go. Yeah, looking forward to the next another nine weeks. <laughs> Absolutely. So this brings us then to Justice, one of the infamously bad... TNG now, another thing about low, low decks, I just want to get into... Um, no, okay, fine, go on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is notorious, this episode, and it's one of the ones that we've always thought we'd have a bit of a, a, bit of a laugh doing, so let's see. But, um, yeah, Justice. Yeah, now, uh, you can okay. blame Star Opperman for this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> can I just check? Also, like, because you're asking about uh, cheers with the low res and everything... With this episode, I noticed, and I'm sure on the other ones, they've got the kind of big format, haven't they, for Next Generation on Netflix? This was in your... Um, no, they... In your they, No, they should all be in 4.3, the TV. If they're oh, in, are they? If they're in widescreen, they've stretched them, which they, they shouldn't be doing. No, no, the, the, wides, uh, the, I the widescreen... I watched Paramount and I never really took notice of if it was on small 
4-3 or 16-9. It should be in 4-3, but um, I don't know. No, 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 not, not elongated. I remember they recut them. They re-released them on, DVD, on Blu-ray. On Blu-ray. They recut them from the originals, which had the long format. And it had... So basically, they always filled them in that sort of way so they could recut them, and they recut them true to the oh, original I've, episode. I've not seen the Blu-rays, so I don't know. Oh, okay. Sorry, I, I, I assumed you guys just... Because you know everything else of Star Trek. No, yeah, I no, you I, I knew they'd remastered yeah. them and um, put them into HD, but I didn't know if they'd changed the aspect ratio. Oh, no, so. they, they went in painstakingly because, again, they shot them on the, the widescreen shot. I thought it was DS9 that they, did, that they shot on widescreen. DS9 screen. they did. Um, and Next Gen. But anyway. Definitely Next Gen because the thing is, like, they... Um, it was seen as, like... Uh, yeah, I think Next Gen was the first one they did and then... They did it for DS9, but certainly next gen they did do, do it for. But yeah, they, they as I say, they made great pains to cut it exactly how it was cut on the original run yeah. as well. So even though they were recutting it, basically, they want everything to match up so right. it's like the same viewing experience. Right, well, we'll have to keep an eye on that then. Uh, a Netflix mucking around with the aspect ratios. Let's... Um, is it inconsistent? Like, well, it wasn't Netflix. I, I, I thought they brought them in. I thought that Netflix had brought in the um, recut ones, but there was like two or three episodes they didn't have the original film for, so right. they had to keep. Right. I was wondering if this was one of them or be. if I've misremembered. I mean, they may not have. Maybe they just got the slow point. Yeah, they may not have kept the original <laughs> film for this one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that might be it. I mean, straight from the start, like this society is just presented in such a stupid way. Like, You've got Picard going, well, I've been told the planet's unusually lovely. It's like, what? Who yes. talks like it's unusually lovely? Like, most planets horrible, and it's, oh, this one's unusually lovely. And, and who talks <laughs> like that? Especially Picard. It's like the worst character to give yeah. that line to as well. And it's also, like they... it's, quite, it's quite obvious that it's early, time, early in the script writing. And yes, definitely. The actors haven't settled into the characters. No. And... Oh, I think that's a, that's a very generous take on it. No, it took no, it did take no, a while to get it, a handle on Picard. Particularly but, Picard. But it's one of them things that I think actors, as they get used to playing a character, will look at a script and go, no, Picard doesn't talk like yeah. this. Well, that, that's maybe. Maybe he wasn't ready to, to sort of like correct them on how they wrote it. But you do see him playing it a certain way. Like, if anything, he's more uptight in those earlier episodes and he kind of mellows as he goes on. Like, yeah. He does find his feet a bit. But I think he would have seen that script and gone, lovely, really? Quite mm-hmm. extraordinarily lovely? Like, I d- Again, maybe he just wasn't ready to talk to the writers about it's it. That just, yeah. But that just doesn't jar with even what we've seen in the last six episodes because is this the seventh, something like that? Something like that, yeah. Doesn't fit with that. episode... I think on Netflix it says it's episode seven. On Paramount Plus it's episode eight. But that'll be because okay. they're counting Encounter at Farpoint as two. There's two episodes, and that's right. Yeah, because yeah, it, it strictly speaking, it's episode eight. But yeah, what I what I also love is they seem to sort of pitch hit between them being so accustomed because they've they've found out everything about the society so they know that that they are very sex positive and everything Mm -hmm. one minute they seem to be completely at ease with the next minute they seem surprised by it as well yeah the the fact that one of the first things they say is oh they make love at the drop of a hat it's like 
Really? Is that anyway. what we're commenting on, like, about this society? Like, and what's this away team been up to while you've been down there? Like, we have got Riker on it. You have? But, <laughs> uh, yeah. And then when they get down like, there... Who, the... found, who found this out on the away team? Yeah. <laughs> when the, who, the... Went, who, who went casually to one of them? Oh, you fancy a quickie? Yeah! <laughs> yeah, me and my friend. That. We're all up for it. Also, you know, Dr. Crusher's saying, oh, the crew are exhausted. We've been doing this on this planet. Oh, let's go to the orgy planet. That'll make everyone a lot more rested. They'll be absolutely <laughs> knackered if you put the old crew down there. You know? They'll be sorry, exhausted, but very happy to continue with well, their duties after that. Yeah, I'm sure they'll be happy, but uh, anyway. And then they're just so ridiculous, aren't they? Like, you know, you get the one, I must welcome this lovely one here. And they're... Where they're kissing them on the necks and stuff as a greeting, it's oh, like, uh, oh it, yeah, it should be called like it'd be you know now. Well, you won't make it now, but it'd be the it'd be the Me Too planet, not the. I was going to say that it was it's classified <laughs> Me Too on yeah. the database. It's... I mean, because when they go up to um, Wesley, there's like, oh, I'm not sure which what would be appropriate to you. The rest of you, yeah, I just figured you'd be okay with it. Yeah, yeah, and then but you're, like... you're a child, so I'm not going to uh, molest you straight away. Which is brownie points to her. That yeah. recognises the child, so she ain't going to molest him immediately. Yeah, that's nice of her, yeah. And she basically says, like, look, we all want to shag, but we feel a little bit bad that Wesley's here, so let's find him something to do. Like, <laughs> awkward. Um, I mean, it's just ridiculous, isn't it? But... Anyway, the ooh, the serious drama of the episode, though, is we get the, the big ship appears and it's only half there. And I think watching this episode closely so that we can talk about it on the podcast, there is a kernel of a decent idea here that this is like an interdimensional species and it, it watches over this planet. And that aspect of it and the, the design of the ship is pretty cool. Like, yeah. they could, if they'd have had something interesting happening on the planet, then that half of the story probably could have been really interesting. But um, it, So you mean that aspect which they completely ignore, basically? Well, <laughs> that yeah. That was the interesting bit. Yeah. You're right, yeah. yeah. They more or less right. do, yeah. This is one of the alien species that you wish that they'd revisited in depth for that they'd revisit again and and give us some more about them because it's obviously a far more advanced species than the federation yeah now you speak to something which uh, some other people have said about if you're going to remake a film remake a really bad one mm. and make it good don't remake a good film yeah. that everyone loves unfortunately though you go into that pitch meeting it's like right i want to go and do an, another uh, crack at justice out yeah. yeah. I mean, the idea of somebody being executed or potentially being executed for violating a trivial law and how do we deal with it could be really, really interesting, but it's just that it's all so crass that it, it like, to the point that it becomes meaningless, you know? Like, the thing is, though, that we find out about this law before it happens and We've got to imagine there's been an away team finding out about this planet because they found out they make love at the drop of a hat. Mm -hmm. They found out it's ex extraordinary, lovely, etc. 
And in five minutes of Natasha Yar talking to someone, she finds out this about the laws. Yeah. There's only one law. It's death sentence. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, no. Like, and Elliot, just to throw into your point. What research were they doing before? <laughs> no, 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 no. To add to your point, Elliot, they even explicitly say they had all the laws sent over. They've gone through them all. Definitely kosher. Oh, did we not mention that we kill people who break any law? It's like, that's a pretty shitty report. That's all I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, and did they not, like... Oh, it never came up. Look, you know, they said all these laws are fine. Did you not think some of them were a bit extreme, like messing up the flowers is against the law, you know? If you step over <laughs> this white fence. Yeah, it's, you can't go across the white fences. Like, very, I mean, very uh, bizarre. Uh, there's also, uh, like, when the uh, uh, cops oh. grab Wesley, they say, it's like, um, oh, ignorance of the law is no defence. You're the one who sent them the bloody laws, and you didn't think to mention yeah. that you got, no, got up there and we just kill people willy-nilly? We, we literally boil it down. The laws on this planet are, it has, they don't, there's no crime whatsoever. So what they do, because there's no crime whatsoever and no one thinks of making a crime is, they pick little areas and they put a white fence around it and they go, if you step in that white fence, that's breaking the law and we'll kill you. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the only law that I can tell this planet has. Yeah, it's a little bit bizarre and so it's like... why when they... Didn't they know this was the law and all get a briefing? Oh, if you see a white fence, white picketed area, fenced over... Don't step into it, because that's the only law they have. Yeah. It's... it's a very easy law to follow and to brief on. Yeah. Well, they mentioned the other laws. They do mention littering other things, but it's like, again, didn't think this was worth mentioning. Yeah, it would have been a good idea. And it's like, well, can we see a schedule as to which areas are the death areas in advance? Would that be okay oh, anyway? Yeah. No, they did say that has to be a surprise so people True, didn't know what's coming. Th that's so it. that one, that one I'll give them. But again, maybe mentioning the whole setup might it's, be good. Yeah, it's kind of like hidden speed cameras. It's like, well, you shouldn't be speeding anywhere, but if you don't know where you're going to get done for it, you won't do it anywhere. That's the... I mean, That's you imagine, the idea they, of it, but... Can you imagine what was actually in the report they sent over about their lords? Just like a pad going, yep, it's all right. Yeah, okay, apparently everything's yeah. fine. Cool. Did, did no one ask what happens if we break any of these laws? No, 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 no we don't need to know that. That's fine. Um, Wesley meets this girl then, and it's just this awful, cringy bit where it's like... I want you to teach me a game. And it's like, well, there's some games I'm not ready for. Like, really? You're a 16-year-old lad or whatever, Wesley? He'd have been bloody all over him. Like, you know, come no, on. It's like, like right up to a dream now, is he? it's, only, it's only meant to be about 13, 14. Here, I still think most lads at 13, oh. 14 would have been... Oh, oh, yeah, they'd have been. But it's like one of them's doing this perfect handstand walking on his hands yeah so wesley goes oh well watch this and he does these fucking awful cartwheels <laughs> <laughs> but not even proper cartwheels do you reckon actually i've just come up with something in my head now but do like, you reckon that lad yeah. was like ashamed by wesley's cartwheel prowess and he thinks I'm going to chuck a ball into a death zone to get this fucker now. <laughs> <laughs> Can we also no, throw him into the mix? 
Maybe he was ashamed for Wesley. Yeah, he needs to die for that. But he's walking on his hands straight up in perfect gymnast pose. Yeah. The, the only thing I am going to throw in at this point as well, like which is to the to the good of this episode, which uh, there's very, very few good things <laughs> you can say about this. But I do love early series Next Generation where they tried to show that, oh, it's the, the future, so everyone's equal, everyone can wear the same kind. So they've got the guys in these... Basically, the Borat mankinis, mm. <laughs> like all throughout the episode, where you can clearly see half their packages, which, thanks, Star Trek. But, you know, if you're going to do it, do it equally, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, why not? You can see the ladies' figures through the outfit, let's just say. The, the, the thing is about these uniforms. Oh, not noise. The thing I, I was thinking about is... Like, bear in mind, this is 1987 this was made. Mm -hmm. But whoever was the costume designer has looked at sort of 70s, early 80s costumes and gone, yeah, that's the style that we want through Aliens. Yeah. There's nothing... There's there's no nothing forward here. No, true. It's like they've watched Zardoz and they've gone, you know what we're good about that film? Connery's outfit. Let's let's have a planet of Zardoz's. Is. There's quite a lot of Buck Rogers that's very skimpy. True. Like this. Yes, there is. Um, so, a couple of things about the incident with Wesley then. So, first, that lad throws that ball somewhere that there's no way Wesley can catch that without falling on the flowers. So, that does make me wonder if he's got an agenda. Meditating. Second, yeah, the other girl who invited him to her, her to him to play ball. He he had a thing with her. Yeah, he he's wasn't like, I want to teach her play him. ball. Um, second, you know what I mean. Wesley gets up from it and he's just like, I'm fine. What's the problem? I'm fine. Like, are you not going to apologise for making a mess out of somebody's garden? Yes, like, yes, thank you. Like Wesley's pretty, you know, he's. It's no wonder they want to put him to death because he's just like, look, I'm fine. What's your problem? Oh, I've wrecked your little flowers, have I? Yeah, yeah you've got yeah. this one little area that's <laughs> fenced off. That you're, so that tells me it's maybe something special. But I've just fallen in it, rolled around yeah. a bit. Uh, I'll give him a roll. So <laughs> It's I, damn starfully oh, privileged. It is. I just don't think he shows enough remorse. But, um... Yeah. Then, back on the ship, like, they, they take the woman up to the ship to show them God and all this. And Dr. Crusher comes in and she's like, hey, you know, there's this thing of, oh, I want to speak to her personally about what's happening with Wesley. She comes in and she's like, Captain. And he just goes like, um, in a moment, Doctor. It's like, really? You're just fobbing her off? Like, her son is about to be put to death. Like, Picard, you need to deal with this now, you know? And quite literally about to be put to death. You you saw how quickly that guy produced a syringe ready to just lethal inject him on the spot. Well, they have died now giving him till sunset. Yeah, they let him out. No, no, but I'm saying, like, I'm let's, saying the let's, whole point let's, is, though, that... They're that, here to Picard on this. Like, Picard knows that there's something going on with this great, this alien, because mm. it's busy communicating with Data because it's put a beach ball on his head. And Picard has been down on the surface and has gone, right, we can get stay on the execution till sunset. Right, I've got an idea. Let's find out what's going on. I'll bring this woman up to sort of see the god and all that. 
and then crushes in is already dealing with the situation with Wesley. Yeah, but I think she is due an explanation. I think it's a bit cold-hearted that he just fobs her off. Like, I'll talk to you later about it, Doctor. You know, as if it's unreasonable what? that she wants to know what's going on. It's, it's not unreasonable. I think Picard, because Picard says about a good 10 minutes after the scene, he says, oh, don't worry, no matter what happens, I won't let Wesley get put to death. Maybe lead with that. Yeah. That might be a good, you know, banner headline. Yeah, but he couldn't say that in front of this woman he's brought up, could uh, he? Maybe not. No, he says it in front of her later. I can't remember. Later on, she's there, I'm sure. No, he uh, beams her back down before this. <laughs> and because that's the god creature gets angry. Because you need a bit of tension, it's the slowest beam out ever. It's just like this really slow dematerialization. Like, do it now, beam her out now, 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 now. And it's just like. Also, uh, it's really badly cut. So he still going, it's like, no, now, when you can see her already beaming away, he's still giving the command. Go, no, come on, hurry up. They're like, we're, we're fucking in mid beam right now. What the fuck do you want us to do? We can't make her dematerialize quicker. Oh, you can. You could have the super fast beams like generations. That were a really quick beam effect. It was just like, shoo. Also, have uh, we come to the um, the guy on the bridge who went on to play uh, Carrie? No, no, tell us about him, because this could be a highlight of this episode, actually. So Yeah, I mean, but, but it kind of works time-wise, because he's Lieutenant Carrie in Voyager, and the mm-hmm. same guy plays Con here, which Con, obviously a very good credit to have, as Con Meany had that before yeah, he yes. got named as Miles O'Brien, so yeah. Uh, so, you know, obviously it's a credit to have, but yeah, it, it kind of works for me as well in the timeline. If he's con here on the Enterprise, a few years later he's up to uh, Lieutenant on the on the Voyager. Works yeah, nicely. That does actually yeah, work. It, it, it makes sense. Yeah. He's got time to pr- progress and all that. Mm-hmm. And usually there's some reason why it doesn't work. Like you know they've like with Tuvok in um, or, or um, oh god I'm going to Tim Russ name. Tuvok Tim Russ Tim Russ in Generations like he could have been uh, Tuvok there if it wasn't for the fact they made him human. Yeah, Mr. Trick. Yeah, yeah, dropped the ball a little bit there, but never no. mind. Um, I mean, there's an attempted comedy scene between Picard and Data, where it's like, Data, don't babble. And then he just starts giving monosyllabic answers. He's like, feel free to offer more information. And it's clearly meant to be one of these funny scenes where you see how quirky Data is, but... For yeah, me, it just it, fell flat, this scene. Well, also, I, in that scene... There's a lot of problems he, with Data early on in Next Gen. Mm. Oh, because, Data's always used conveniently. Yeah, but how he does this with how he talks and doesn't understand properly. No, like, that's what I mean, yeah. Is this before or after Data Law in sequence? Um, is it just before... Right, but data law establishes that he's been in basically part of the Federation for 20-odd years. Yeah, and he's got all the colonists' memories and blah, blah, yeah, blah. And, and yet he has no idea how to sort of, like, talk to people until well, he gets on the Enterprise. It's always very convenient. Like, if they need him to not know uh, what a very simple phrase, which is used all the time, means, they'll just have him not, not yeah. know it. If they need him to know it, he'll know it. It's, it's very back and forward with that. But it's also the fact that um, Data expressly says in this conversation, it's like, well, I don't think I ever babble. I and he goes on to, like, this tirade about it before he gets shut down by Picard. The next scene, he goes, well, I was babbling. You just literally just 
I mean, yeah. I mean, he caught on to that very quickly as well. You know, just little conveniences in the plot. Yeah, I just don't feel it. It works how they were planning to play it. You know, but yeah. there you there's go. obviously like, like we do know that there's great chemistry between these as actors. Yeah. Yeah. Later on, that <laughs> develops. And it is. It's just. Half of it is bad writing in the earth. It, it is. And well, the thing is, like, we are coming down harsh on this episode. And it. Rightly. It, yeah, it is justified because, yes, you it's can awful. say it's early days, but you can do better than this. This, this is a the, low point. Like, we're bringing this episode to justice. This is one of those where this is typical of what Gene Rodenbrook was trying to do with Next Gen. Mm. That didn't work that there's absolutely no conflict. There's no conflict between characters. Yeah. And and you need that for good drama. You do. And it's trying to tell a moral, but it doesn't really land it. Like, the, oh. the wrap-up, I don't think, is very good. It's just, okay, so... And they do raise a point earlier on where the, the people more or less say to Picard, well... Just rescue him, then, you know, you could do that. Okay. You, you can have him back. It's almost like they're holding their hands up and going, look, this is our law, but if you want to take him, you can do it. You're far more powerful. <coughs> you could do this. But, yeah, Picard's yeah. like, I can't because of the Prime Directive, so we've got to try and talk your god round, basically. Well, yeah, I mean, that's the thing. It's uh, I remember that scene. If you had asked me before I watched it, oh, that scene where they talk to the actually directly to their god, Oh, that that was a good, you know, five ten minutes of the show. You know, they 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 took their time, and that's it. It's like a two minute wrap up. They it's say that. two lines, and the god, which apparently this god didn't understand anything until this moment. Even when they it was shouting at them, it didn't understand how to modify its voice. It didn't understand basically that they beamed up the member, the the girl from the planet, to mm. talk to her. Couldn't understand any of that. But the second they say two lines about it, it's like, well, blind justice is no justice at all. And then Riker chips in with, uh, yeah, what he said. Justice and then suddenly, is never as simple as a rule book. Very smooth. There you go. And then, then Picard goes, yeah, good work there, Riker. Yeah, nice and then one, they just beam her on board. Apparently those three lines is all it took that's, for the entity to understand. Yeah. That's yeah. it. That's all it, it. Yeah, it's just it is rubbish. The ending, it's like the same thing as you're saying with data. Actually, it's like it's that woeful decision of like, oh, in this scene they don't understand anything. This next scene they understand just in a very simple explanation. It's yeah. yeah, it's like this should this could have been a really good prime directive episode. Yeah, it could have been of the problems that we've got this idyllic society. They have no wars, they have no crime, but they have the put up punishment zones. And you don't enter the punishment zone or the penalty is death. And it's really easy because they've got these fences around them to, to sort of mm-hmm. show you. So it isn't like it's just like me pointing at my <coughs> carpet and going, you stand on that bit of my carpet, I'll, I'll shoot you. <laughs> it's... No, but you get me. Yeah, no, no, that's okay. exactly what it no, no. is. Well, I'm doing, we're laughing in agreement. And, it's not and then, so, oh, somebody's done this from our crew, and then you've got a proper prime directive dilemma. But this is, no, we've got this god, Bane, Bane, and we'll just say justice can't be blind. Yeah. And, oh, okay. 
Fuck I'd like to throw in another prime, one. Di- breaking your prime directive. I can even think of a way you get away around the very, like, because for a second I was going to go, no, but it wouldn't even work then because how would they not know these laws if they've had them sent mm. over? You could say there was a mistranslation of, of part of it. Yeah, but something As opposed like to that. them, you know, it's, it's mistranslated from being a static justice zone to a movable one, depending yeah. on what day of the week it is or how they Yeah, the, there's a lot of ways they could have done it. And probably not having the god thing in the episode would have made it better that they've got to win over the society yeah whereas it's a bit of a cop-out just having the god go yeah you're right picard and riker okay so it it gets picard off the hook of not having to break the prime directive because it just goes yeah okay we'll let you and yeah it's very very weak ending um, to, to to such a weak episode. Yes, to such a weak episode. That so basically, if you rewrote it from the ground up, yeah, and kept some of the same premise, you might have pulled it off. But, but... Got... rename the planet Ricer, for instance. Yeah, maybe this is Ricer. Maybe this turns into Ricer, and they just get rid of the uh, the laws. I, I still get the feeling they were like maybe there was that conversation Elliot was saying about before where they were going to like maybe if we just told this better let's just make it right we'll just make it a new planet so we don't have to re- try and resolve this garbage yeah the idea of a pleasure planet yeah is interesting but yeah it, it just doesn't work does it like a lot of season one unfortunately but like this is a a highlight of badness Yes, low definitely. <laughs> this one, low light. this one is just bad, and you can have a bit of a yeah, laugh with it. Is... But then, you know, you get episodes like Code of Honor, which are just offensively bad. So, you yeah. know, at least we're straddling the right at line of it here. At least this isn't cringeworthy, and we're not bordering into seventies racist TV. Yes, yeah. <laughs> at least we. No, least... we just went into mild. Um, I can't even accuse it of sexism, but mildly inappropriate behaviour towards greeting people. Yeah. And yeah, it, you know, it, it, yeah. There you go. It goes put, across the Me Too spectrum. Put that on the DVD case. Justice could have been worse, it could have been racist. And we'll leave it there. Um, so, Only inappropriate sexual themes. Yeah. That's much better. Dr. Squee, have you not got something more to tell us about Squeefest before we well, go? Well, I. I believe I do, and thank you very much for queuing me up for that. So, we've been adding to the lineup. Um, but one notable addition for the Star Trek fans out there is Rick Sternback. Woo-hoo. So, he's going to be joining me in the wee hours of the night. He's the production illustrator. Uh, been working on Trek since Next Generation, I think, is through to the movies. Yeah. Um, and, and I sent uh, you a video, and you can say that how much pain it cost me making it happen <laughs> i mean i don't know if we'll have time for that but but any questions you want put to them please no, let it, me know. It, uh, i know the story of uh why voyages the cells move and i've uh, done the engineering to make them work on the revel voyager right <laughs> and um, how much pain he gives me making that work <laughs> okay well we have got a star trek double so i mentioned last week we've got uh, michael w moore 
who not only worked on Star Trek, but also Gremlins and uh, the Back to the Future movies, Hobbit movies. Uh, he's a prop maker for all those things. So we got kind of Star Trek double bill, I believe, between 3 a.m. to 5 a.m. So we won't blame you if you want to watch back in the morning. But can I quickly go through the other guests, my friend? Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. From the uh, Dog 2 TV movie back in 96, Yiji Cho, who was also in Sliders, Continuum, loads of other uh, fantastic genre stuff. He's been doing big finish for Dog 2 as well. Artist Lee Sullivan, who's worked on Dog 2 and Transformers and loads of other great stuff. Sue Hodge, who was Mimi LeBonk yeah. from Lower Low. Uh, Ian McNeese, uh, Churchill from Dog 2, as well as being a regular in Doc Martin. Sam Lee Howe, Samantha Lee Howe, who... Uh, Worked, uh, uh, who's written a book, Straight, uh, The Stranger in Our Bed, which is now a major, major mm-hmm. motion picture, um, which is coming out on VOD this weekend, coming actually uh, just in time for Squeefest. I don't think they plan it like that, but it is. Uh, Rob Lloyd, comedian presenter from Australia, and then from the Americas, science comedian Brian Mallow. So, uh, great lineup. And as well as that, we've got some fun and games going on. So, we've got one game called. Uh, uh, outrageous liars where people compete to just make up uh, some something based on a tale like we're basically given a topic say uh, re- tell us about the time when you invented three new types of dog food <laughs> and you've got to make up on the spot lots of fun but the one the main event the closer for Squeefest between 1pm till 2pm on Sunday the 11th of September so this is the 10th to 11th of September this is happening 2pm till 2pm the closer is, is with my boy uh, Captain Jim here We've got uh, Kingy, Leezy, and we've got Spindles in the slam down event, which is Wrestling Top Trumps. So from one hat, I'm going to pick out a wrestler name. From another hat, I'm going to pick out a uh, something they're going to be doing. So we're going to do a practice one right now, Kingy. So oh, oh. say it. Oh, oh, oh. I did the practice one on your uh, official announcement the other day. Okay, I, <laughs> I've done go. quite a few of these. So... Let's say it is. I'm trying to think of one which I haven't de- done yet. Say it's Hornswoggle. Oh. And why he is the best one to help you get acquitted in a court of law. Why is the best one to help you get acquitted in a court of law? Um, because he can just slip under the radar. He's not the tallest of all men. So, you know, he's, he's good at sneaking Ooh. into places. He can get under all the radar. And he always... He was always good at jumping out on people and hitting them with a shillelagh and stuff like that. So, yeah, if he can't get you off legally, he could probably jump the prosecution and, you know, sort them out that way. I would also accept it with a name like Hornswoggle. He's got to be Irish, so he'd probably just, you know, get the, the judge drunk. Yeah, he also played the, the Leprechaun in the remake of Leprechaun, so he could probably do some bougie bougie powers there as well, so... Uh, Bridgie Bridgie, I think. Be- so, yeah, it's going to be a wonderful 24 hours. Uh, we're raising money for shelter, wonderful charity. So if you go to justgiving.com slash shelter squee, um, then you can donate right now. So it's S-H-E-L-T-E-R-S-Q-U-E-E uh, on justgiving.com. And also we'll just into the comments of this video yeah. on YouTube. Excellent. I just want to also give a quick shout out, as I did last week, to StreamYard, who are very kindly sponsoring us to get a free upgrade to the professional package for the course of Squeefest. So that keeps us streaming for the whole 24 hours. It is the most simple 
uh, amazing way of streaming to different social media. So we're you can stream out to Facebook, YouTube, yeah. Twitch, wherever you want to, all through one platform. Couldn't be simpler to use. And as a result, what I'm going to do is I'll donate the difference uh, at the end of the event. I always donate a bit to top it up to to a round figure, but I will make sure it, it's including at least the amount uh, which it costs for a, an upgrade for StreamYard. So uh, that money's going straight back into the pot for, for the, the amazing people at Shelter. Awesome. Yeah, looking forward to it. And we'll be there, obviously, we're covering Galaxy Quest and probably the latest episode of Lower Decks just before Squeefest. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll we, we got that. we got some last minute orders from Starfleet. They said now was enough. We're doing nope. two hours. We need two of hours to talk about Galaxy Quest. Absolutely. So, um, but in the meantime, we're going to be back next week for a regular episode, which will be episode two of Lower Decks, and wherever that sends us elsewhere in the Star Trek <laughs> universe. Um, and I hope uh, you enjoyed my hair on this particular broadcast because by next week, just before uh, Squeefest, I'll have pulled it out in chunks. I just <laughs> want to say now, unless it's extraordinarily points towards it, we promise we will not be doing Code of Honor next week. No, unless they <laughs> revisit the Code of Honor planet, which I can't imagine they would. You never know. They can't do that to us. I can't do it. No. Not two weeks in a row. No, no, no. <laughs> Um, so yeah hit us up on all the socials and thanks for trekking with us this time we'll see you next time on the retrek thank you LLAP. bye